0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Bootstrap Founder. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. I was talking to Colleen Schnettler earlier this week and she's a glowing example of stair-stepping your way into software entrepreneurship. She started out with consulting and then saw evidence of a need with her clients, built a plugin on a popular platform, sold it back to them and ended up creating a bigger SaaS business from there. Plugins, add-ons and extensions are incredibly powerful catalysts for the indie hacker journey. Let's dive into building a business on a platform today. If you're a developer interested in starting your own business but are afraid of overcommitting, you should take a close look at building a software business on existing platforms. This allows you to start small, build upon your initial idea, and then eventually grow into a fully-fledged software business. That's the first phase, or step, of the stair-stepping approach popularized by indie legend, community builder, and podcast host Rob Walling. It starts with building plugins and ends with reaching financial independence as a software founder. And that sounds pretty interesting. Today, we will explore the advantages and risks of building a software business on existing platforms, provide examples of platforms, and then find actionable items to help get you started. When you build something on top of someone else's platform, you choose the easy mode. A lot of things are already done for you. Not only that, but you're being actively encouraged to build on the platform by the platform. The more helpful extensions are built by developers, the better the whole platform becomes. You're essentially benefiting from and contributing to an intentionally established network effect here. Every new extension allows the platform to serve more customers better, creating the opportunity space for more future extensions to be built. Of course, this all means that Everyone competing with your products on the platform chooses the exact same easy way too, but we'll talk about the risks of building on such a platform later. Let's look into a few distinct advantages of building on a platform. Number one, quick idea to product development. Building on existing platforms allows you to leverage your existing skills to create a product quickly and efficiently. The platform provides the foundation while you can focus on creating that unique offering that fills a gap in the marketplace. There's always room for one more plugin to solve one problem better than all the others that already exist on the platform. Number two, access to documentation and support. Platforms often provide detailed documentation and support to developers who are building on the infrastructure. This will make the development process much easier and reduce the need to reinvent the wheel. You usually build your plugin on top of extremely well-designed and well-tested APIs, much better than having to figure everything out by yourself. 3. Opportunities to identify niches in the marketplace. Platforms that have a marketplace of extensions, plugins, and add-ons can help developers identify underserved markets and niches. For example, Shopify's marketplace offers over 6,000 apps at this point that help online businesses manage inventory, fulfill orders, and do thousands of other things, and there's always that 1,001st thing that needs a specific solution. Number four, data mining existing reviews. You'll find an indication of these underserved niches in the negative reviews of existing plugins. By analyzing reviews, you will identify pain points and spot trends, and then be able to create better versions of existing products. This feedback can be used to create a more polished product that meets the needs of the platform's users better. The signal here is that people already pay for the solution that doesn't work perfectly for them. Your job is to make it better. Number five, established infrastructure. Building on an established platform means that developers can take advantage of the platform's existing user base, the traffic, and the trust to grow their own business faster. This existing user base can help developers grow their businesses without spending significant resources on marketing or market education. All in all, building on a platform significantly de-risks your first foray into being a software founder. A lot is done for you and you can expect there to be a lot of data and distribution when you need it. But of course, there are risks. One basic rule in any entrepreneurial effort is that people with an unfair advantage succeed. Well, with platforms, everyone who wants to build on them is on equal footing. There is no unfair advantage. It's an established marketplace, and you're competing with other developers who want to stair-step into SaaS entrepreneurship just like you. That's to be expected. And it's the nature of business. So let's talk about the risks that may not be this obvious. Number one, platform dependency. Probably the biggest one there is. Depending too much on any one platform can be risky. You should have an exit plan if you decide to leave the platform or more importantly, if the platform's policies change in a way that no longer benefits your business. For example, a developer who builds a business solely on the Apple app store could be negatively impacted if Apple changes its policy as they have done many times in the past. Apple can delist your app from their walled garden whenever they want and you likely have no way to truly appeal it. Number two, profit sharing with the platform. Platform fees and profit sharing will eat into your margins. Platforms expect to take a significant cut for all the demand that they send your way. You should carefully consider the costs of building and maintaining your product on a platform and factor in the percentage of revenue that this platform will take. If you build on Shopify, for example, you are charged both a transaction fee and a revenue share, which will impact your bottom line. Your pricing needs to be set accordingly. Number three, limited flexibility due to platform rules. When you build an iOS app for example, you'll run into the strict guidelines on what apps can and cannot do on Apple's platform which limits your ability to innovate. Some things that you could quickly build yourself just won't be possible in an add-on due to the restrictions of the platform. Number four, risk of handling PII or personally identifiable information. Anything that touches PII is inherently risky. You should follow best practices for data security and privacy to protect your users' sensitive information anyway, but it will be particularly important on platforms that focus on privacy and security. Failing to do so could lead to legal and reputational consequences, which are quickly enforced by all platforms. Number five, difficulty diversifying to other platforms. Depending too heavily on one platform can make it difficult to diversify to other platforms. The more you integrate into the APIs of your one platform of choice, the harder it becomes to build a product that can be platform independent when it needs to be. You should keep your options open and explore other platforms that may fit your business needs from the beginning. If you're technically able, build a product that can quickly shift its focus. You best do that once you actually have reliable profits from one platform. No need to build an incredibly flexible plugin if no one is using it anywhere just yet. Let me talk about our sponsor for this episode, Drata. here at this point. They are helping founders stay compliant, and that is something you have to look into even when you're just building a plugin. Successful startups know how to build trust with their customers and their partners and their vendors. Start building that trust by proving that you take security and compliance seriously. With Drada, you can fully automate your compliance for security frameworks like SOC2 and ISO 27001 and gain 24-7 visibility into your security posture. If you're strapped on time and resources, Drada can help you streamline your audit by automating evidence collection, consolidating auditor communications within the platform and providing continuous control monitoring. Book a demo to learn how you can achieve and maintain compliance with little effort as you focus on growing your own business. Go to drata.com to learn more. That's d-r-a-t-a.com. All right, now that we've discussed the pros and cons, let's dive into the kinds of platforms on which indie hackers have successfully been building products. Number one is Shopify. You can build apps that help online businesses with all kinds of things, inventory management, order fulfillment, shipping, and everything else. Shopify supports almost 2 million businesses in over 175 countries at this point. This is maybe one of the most popular indie hackers' target platforms. I'm not built a $25,000 MRR business on this platform, and he shared his learnings too. The link is in the description. This platform is particularly well-suited because it will put you into an existing commercial interaction. Use of a merchant, selling things to their customers, supply and demand are right there. You just need to support them. Number two is WordPress. Developers can create themes and plugins that enhance the functionality of this popular content management system. With over 75 million websites built on that platform, WordPress is a popular choice for bloggers and businesses, even nonprofits. WordPress plugins are a common indie hacker starting point too. They often solve very technical problems, and most new founders coming from a software background have an easy time transitioning into this particular kind of entrepreneurship. Number three is Heroku. Developers can build custom add-ons and apps that extend the functionality of this hosting and deployment platform that is owned by IBM. Many businesses choose to run their software on Heroku and they need Any kind of thing, they need logging, analytics, file uploaders, like the one offered by Colleen Schnettler, who I talked to, and all kinds of developer tools. In our chat, Colleen told me just how hard it was to actually get approved for the Heroku Marketplace. And that is a good sign with marketplaces, because once you make it in there, you won't run into copycats immediately. So Heroku is a good choice. And number four is the Google Chrome ecosystem. More recently, paid Chrome extensions have seen some success when paired with a SaaS service on the back end. Tony Din's Twitter tool, Blackmagic, is a great example here. The browser extension itself is free, but using the service comes at a price, beyond the free tier, of course. The extension hooks right into Twitter in the browser and the user benefits from automation and insights without having to leave the social media site. I'm paying for this. Browser extensions can allow you to build incredibly valuable things that you can monetize. So as a budding software entrepreneur, what are your first steps? Well, let's go through them in order. Number one is to research different platforms and choosing the one that aligns with your business goals the most. Look into the platform's user base, the market that they're in and the type of products that are successful on the platform and then pick. Number two is to carefully read the platform's documentation and guidelines. You will need to be comfortable with the rules and restrictions that come with building on the platform. And you need to be able to build the thing that you actually want to build. Is it allowed? Well, it better be. Number three is to consider the costs of building and maintaining a product on the platform. So look for other developers talking about how much they give up in fees for profit-sharing arrangements. This is a good time to follow a few of them if they build in public. Go through their Twitter backlog that will show you what challenges you'll be facing. Number four is to explore opportunities to diversify the business from the start. Choose technology that makes it easier to build on multiple platforms or transition to a standalone product that is not a plugin anymore, but integrates into the platforms in a different way. Building a software business on existing platforms is a spectacular way for developers to start their own business without taking on the massive risk of having to do everything from scratch. Whatever it's called, extensions, plugins, or add-ons, you can create a unique offering on established platforms and leverage their existing user bases and traffic to grow your indie business quickly. Be aware of the risks associated with building on one single platform. That's platform dependency, sacrificing a lot of money by profit sharing because you have no other way to make money and the limited flexibility of someone else's business. Building a plugin is a significant first step towards the freedom of running your own software business. It's definitely easier than having to build everything yourself. So use this opportunity to stair step into entrepreneurship. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Boots of Founder. You can find me on Twitter at avidkal, avidkahl, and you'll find books and my Twitter course there as well. If you want to support me and the show, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, get the podcast in your podcast player of choice, and leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com founder. Any of this will help the show. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.